1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start
0: your confidence journey today with Byte. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network.
2: hey
3: y'all
2: howdy friends welcome back to another episode of girl that's scary it's jazz the
3: 40 ounce connoisseur and it's cat daddy and we are not alone we have an amazing guest amazing guest reveal yourself
1: hello oh gosh that's the voice i decided to use i'm sorry i was laughing a lot it's okay. <laughs> this, it's okay <laughs> it's me alma from nightmare on fifth
2: street Yeah, it's lit. We're so happy to have you. Now, before we get all into the movie that we are going to discuss, I want to go ahead and ask you, what is your favorite subgenre, Alma?
1: Ooh, right now I think I am way into slashers. I've been watching a lot of slashers. I started going through even like foreign slashers because I was having such a good time. But that sorority house shit, I don't know why. I just am addicted to it. It's fun. It's like, oh another one. Oh, we're having another um ritual like uh what is this? <laughs> it's like what do they call it? You know, like the hazing thing that they do? Does it have hazing? Mm-hmm. Does it have college kids? I think I'm going to watch this. This sounds like a good time. That's what I've been doing.
3: Excellent. Excellent. I am excited. I can't stop smiling. Nobody can see me except for us. And I'm just like, yeah.
1: (laughs) I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you used the video or not. And I'm like, oh, shit. What am I making a real stupid face? (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. It's just us, friend. I like looking, though. It helps, though. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: It mm-hmm. does. Same. I love... Because otherwise, you know, we'd be talking into the sky. That's really just <laughs> what we be doing. But uh, we are so excited that you are with us today. We're excited to talk about the Psycho film series. Because that's right, y'all. We are talking about movie one, two, three, and four. We are riding in. We're pulling up on Alfred Hitchcock and their brain. And then we're riding them coattails to the end. Wow. What a way to describe this franchise. But Surprise. also...
2: Although you say that, these movies are better than one would think, especially since there's four of them. None of them were terrible. Some of them made choices, but none of them were terrible.
3: And I would like to preface this with that. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Psycho was not a movie that, well, excuse me, the Psycho film series was not like a thing I was like comprised. Like when we came this together, you know, for those who are listening, we were just like, everybody pull up. We just, we're gonna, This is what we all talk about. We found these DVDs. And if you're wondering, like, okay, I want to follow along with y'all. Where do I find the movies? Movie one through three are available to stream right now on the internet machine for... Not necessarily for free, but if you're subscribed to most platforms, they're kind of on there. Movie four, you have to actually like search the internets or get like us. uh, We found a DVD on Amazon. I'm sorry. We gave Amazon some money. We could not help it this time, but we did. And we got to a box set. Um, so yeah, so before I go into it What is everybody else's like relationship With the Psycho film series And the movie and just Norman Bates Like are you a Norman Bates fan? What, what's up? Alright, we'll start with Alma Go ahead, Alma
1: Oh, thank you well, Um, I'm a Norman Bates fan I don't know. It's it it kind of like a roller coaster for me with him. I found him like cute at points where it was like I felt sorry for him and so I'd be like protective mama alma and then I would be like oh shit, you know, like he need help like <laughs> and I just just like a little a little roller coaster but from the start to the end of this franchise I thought was I think he was the best thing for me. I love, I love Anthony Perkins. I think he was like, just peak whatever it was that they wanted from him in each one of these. It was like, that's what he gave. It seemed like to me, like he really gave it everything because each one of them is very different, you know, and they all have different writers, story, you know, is the like the, I don't like, I know that one guy got made all the characters and whatnot, but each one has like a different writer, right? And it's like, how do they keep that tone? Well, I think he saved it. I think that's why the movies, each one of them, you can't really say that wasn't worth watching. I think it's worth watching for him.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he's really like the glue that holds everything together. And even one of the movies, I think the third one, he directed that one. So, cause I went and looked, I was like, oh, that was news to me." I was like, "Okay, yeah." I was like, "All right, Mr. Perkins, come through." So I was but like, you're okay. "Right, yes." So I was like, "Okay, like, so I think he really is the anchor of this ship, which is excellent." Now, I didn't watch this movie a lot growing up. I only watched this as an adult for the first time within the last five years. I heard everyone talk about Psycho. We've I've seen. Endless shower scenes. eh, eh. Everybody knows the psycho strings, whether you've seen the movie or you have not. But once I finally watched it, I was like, okay, this is cool. I like it. I like black and white films, so let's start here. Okay. I like Alfred Hitchcock films, a lot of them, Mm -hmm. because I've seen a few of them, and I've enjoyed the ones I've seen so far. And, you know, there were looks, endless looks in this movie and the twist. Now, I knew the twist, unfortunately, but imagine being someone in 1960 who pulled up, you got your, not a petticoat, not that far, but you got your little outfit on, okay, we in we in <laughs> here, you got your three-piece suit on, you that came through, you that got in the theater with your popcorn, and they spin this shit around at the end, especially at the end. Oh. Now, if you have not seen Psycho and not have been spoiled, let's go ahead and hit you with the spoiler free, all right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this young man is running a hotel, and this hotel has some secrets. That's all you need to know. Okay, for the overall. Yeah, I think because you follow the same man through the whole movie, you follow him and his secrets the whole. You do okay. Yeah, the whole thing. You about to put a little spice on it? Go ahead and put a little spice on.
3: it. Mm -hmm. I am. I am. So if you are a person who did not hear anything that Jazz said, and you (laughs) and and obviously it's all good. The way that the YouTube, not the YouTube, the internet machine has gassed it up is like, y'all ready? Phoenix Secretary Marion Crane. On the lamb, after stealing forty thousand dollars from her employer in order to run away with her boyfriend Sam Lewis, is overcome by exhaustion during a heavy rainstorm. Traveling back on the or traveling on the roads to avoid the police, got to get rid of the feds. She stops for the night at the ramshackle Bates Motel and meets polite but highly strung. Proprietor Norman Bates, a young man with an interest in taxidermy and a difficult relationship with his mother. God damn, that's a description.
2: Because you know what? Really, especially if that was the first description you get, because, man, Crane, like, Janet Lee is the star. So when you go in here, you're like, oh, we about to follow Janet Lee. And they make it seem like, oh, we're focusing on this story. And that's not. Your That last sentence is what the fuck you're about to focus on. Wow.
1: Yeah. That was, yeah, that was a shocker the first time. Yeah. Well, the first time you're seeing that i watched it, like I, I mentioned to y'all before that I had to rent it because it was, I had seen the second and third one and never seen the first one and I had to rent it. So I, I vaguely knew, but I was younger, you know, like in my teen years. So I was like, Oh, you know, you know what, what's going to happen. And for some reason, I know that there's that shower scene and I still didn't know that 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 lady was, you know, I thought she was going to be like the whole movie, you know, that's her. She's the star of it. And I really thought everybody else was like the background, you know, because I really just, I had no clue. But that whole starting it off, like they get into it, all the descriptions talk about that 40,000. So I thought it was going to be a mystery about that too. You know, you throw that in there. But it's a bit of a shocker because it's like this, this white lady in the 1960s, he just stole forty thousand, and that's what information they give you. And I'm like, I didn't. Whoa! I thought that was like this must have been like scandalous, like for back then, that this single white yes. lady s- stole forty grand and is on the lam. That's what you know, Billy Kid style. What is she gonna do?
3: <laughs> okay, okay, because y'all can see my face. I'm ready to be like, yeah. So let's go ahead and put this for the spoiler alert. Is, but Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. We finna spoil it. Check these movies out for completionist reasons. See all of them. Actually, I think you should just see all of them anyways. Okay, so back to what we were talking about. Here's the real scandal. It's the 1960s. This was probably filmed in the 50s. There is a woman, a person, we're following this woman, and she not only stole $40,000 from her job, she is finna run away with her boyfriend, who I do not think is single, because they don't never show him with somebody else. But in the beginning, he says, "Okay, you see where I'm going?" He says to her, "Like, don't you want to be with people who are more available?" And I'm like, "Bitch." Well,
2: this is available because financially available because he divorced his wife. He paying alimony, and that's why he ain't got no money because he's working that job, and all that money is going to wife. So he's like, "I'm not gonna be able to, you know, afford." having a wife because in that time it, of course a man's going to pay oh, me paying yeah. all the bit, like you know financially provided he was like okay you want to marry me and live in a stock room and this desperate ass bitch talk about some I'm going
3: to lick the stamps get stand up y'all don't think he had like he wasn't 100% single I think he was dating he ain't single he's not a baby. well you know I don't they, trust they're men. meeting in
1: a, in a motel yes
3: Yeah, they, they never they meet meeting. during the day no it was during the day because it was during lunch break wasn't it oh but like okay to Alma's point they meeting in the hotel room, okay, because we see Janet Leigh. What's the what's the boyfriend name? Sam Loomis. So Sam, <laughs> Sam and Marianne, they're in the uh hotel. They cutting up on lunch. And she makes a point to be like, okay, you don't really see you see me in the daytime, but you don't see me in the daytime. You don't take me out on the streets. You only see me at night. We are only laying down together and hanging out in in, in hushes. So what's good with us? And I'm just like, it's this is 1960. I am yes, even though mama needs to stand up, she needs to stand up. I'm not a fan. Like, I really just need her to, like, just, I don't know. I don't know. I do understand we in love and they about to gas it up because 1960, because black and white film. And also, I love a Hitchcock film in general. Like, we get, like, different dialogue and angles and backstory. And it feels, like, always, like, we're placed into a situational kind of thing. And that's how this film essentially started. We open up. They're in bed. They've already, I guess, engaged in coitus. And they're hanging out. And we're getting the pillow talk. And what's mm-hmm. coming left from the pillow talk. But what I think is really great for this time, and I'm I'm going to be honest with you, like a lot of the sons from the next thing I'm about to mention didn't really do the girl, like, you know, do it like she she needs to be done. It It's the, we're following Marion. We're going through this whole thing with her, as you guys mentioned, as our main character. She goes to work. She gets the money. She's supposed to be going to the bank. She said, bitch, I'm packing my suitcase. I'm about to go see my man. My man, my man.
1: And she runs away
3: with the money. And I'm just like, this is scandalous. Um, She's doing all the things, but I don't expect her to die as soon as the movie starts. That's where this twist, the twist of this movie mm-hmm. really was like, girl, I can imagine they were sick in that movie theater.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: I mean, also I was sick
2: sick because I heard her say she was going to boil a steak and I hope she said broil <laughs> um, that I just needed to say that out loud. Please, someone I heard tell it. me I'm fucking wrong. Okay, I wasn't the only because I watched this movie. I thought times. I heard it wrong. I own this one. I don't think we heard it wrong. I don't think we heard it wrong. They're boiling <laughs> steaks. Um, because this motherfucker say, "Oh, he about to turn the picture of his mom around and send the mom- sister to the movies, bitch." Fresh. But then he also says, "Well, if it's just respectable, I still want to meet with you, no matter what." So maybe he was in love. I mean, especially for the sister to know who he is and pull up on his job. Because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the she, town she seems went too right small. up there. Mm-hmm.
1: It was. It was really um a shocker the quickness that she went to stealing that money the the fact that everything's hush hush but everybody knows everything because you know they don't they have cable and nothing right they gotta they were that this is the town gossip they probably were hiding in that hotel Mm -hmm. so nobody would know the whole thing was kind of scandal which i was like that's fun to me that's like chisme it's like what's going on here i'm all up in there i'm nosy tell me some more and the sister um she shows up and she doesn't want to call the police right like she they're not calling the real police this guy who shows up he's not right because she doesn't want to get her sister in trouble but isn't it nice because that lady still has a little bit of a little bit of privilege because they don't want to involve the police yet because she stole money so that was nice her boss is real nice because he could have just called the cops right away
3: it it was privilege, privilege indeed Mm. they're not gonna send this child, this was white privilege. This is white woman privilege. And I was just <laughs> like, wow, she could just turn herself in. I said, bitch, yeah. what? $40,000 in 1960? That shit is
2: like, a, what, like half of me? It's a lot of money. I imagine if I would have took some shit like that immediately they would have said, lock her up lock her <laughs> up as soon as they would have seen it to be all the sirens would have went off a red alarm would have went off bitch oh all, all the streets mm-hmm. it look get let, 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 get her get her they would have tackled me bitch they would have tackled me <laughs> civilians would have arrested me motherfucker like i'm just like okay not only are you not calling the police you're gonna sit, let her give the money back you're already giving her the benefit she's not that kind of person clearly motherfucker she is she walked with the money and then was in the car mm-hmm. looking at the boss they made eye contact going the yeah. opposite way at a motherfucking bank because he said what the fuck were you do- what are you doing here i was like mm, i would have just immediately brought the money to the bank i would have immediately went to the bank after that you see me it's over i'm going to the bank
1: and she was suspicious as hell like she did not play off i'm cool and casual no i'm gonna go find a car no i'm gonna go here everything she did like drew attention to her being like, you know, I'm doing something bad. Especially that boss looking at her. He looked at her like instantly and knew. And she still drove off. I was like, damn, she's, she's taken off. And um, yeah, that's unfortunate though, because like she didn't make it very far. I don't even know where anything <laughs> is really. Did you all understand like the distance she drove? Because everybody's just driving back and forth like nothing. I'm like, where where is everybody? Like where, what's the distance that she was trying to get? I had no clue. I don't know. But I know she, I feel came like she was like, driving
2: for a
3: long time.
1: She started, I feel like they
2: started in Phoenix. So they're on the West Coast driving through like them desert, like winding roads up in mm-hmm. that area. Cause she says she's from LA. So like they could have maybe driven in that area. But though they're, they're really far, I'm not good at geography, guys. I gotta see. I'm letting y'all know right now. Geography's <laughs> not my strong suits.
3: <laughs> 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 I use a the GPS. They right was now. driving
2: in them deserts and them hills. That's what I know. So West Coast, that area. But also, not only is she driving, she like, Alma pointed out, she's not good at the criminal thing. So maybe it's right. She doesn't do shit like this because when that police pull her ass over and she won't do no crime, you are a white woman not breaking no laws. You should have cussed that police officer out. How dare you pull up next to me and get my face like any other white woman would do? You go sit, uh, well, I was sleeping this, so i was stuttering. G- girl, because I imagine another white woman. Girl, what the fuck do you want? Excuse me? They wouldn't even gave you the license. I, I've i seen it. I was like, oh, you just go, wow. I can't believe you're talking to the cops like this. She was shook and the police followed her. Follow her to switch her car out. Why are you switching the car when the police is right there?
3: <laughs> they were right there. The bigger question is, why is she throwing her life away for this man? Stand up. I keep it. Stand Kay. up. Y'all, I'm sorry. Like she's, he didn't ask her to do nothing. Nothing. Yeah, he had an he answer. Just, you know, it. he just exactly. And she's like, I got it. I'ma just get in the car and keep driving. Okay. Usually I align with this plan, y'all. I'm a I'm a huge fan of walking walking out of places <laughs> and not coming back. So ooh, when she said she got in that car in Zoom zoom, I said, okay. But also, baby, the money is still in your bag. No. So now that we've committed to this, we're sleeping in the car overnight. The fans is watching us. We're, we're changing our cars like draws. We go to the... the, First of all, She pulls when she pulls up to the dealership first thing in the morning, I am just surprised that the dealer is actively working with her. And I thought that was very interesting that this was written this way. I don't think that all dealers are dickheads. So we're going to start there. But usually, especially around this time, you usually do not see women making these type of decisions on their own right like it's usually like men or oh I'm with my husband or, or whatever like obviously it's not that archaic we can't you know they can walk and do well, things by themselves they, they didn't have bank accounts back then I don't think by themselves it's 1960 you don't have a credit card you don't have any of those things you're lucky if you have a bank account by yourself but I noticed he didn't even give her and I don't I don't know if Hitchcock or whoever didn't really give any extra thought about this when writing this, but he didn't really give her any pushback during this sale. And I was like, is this real? I'm trying to, I'm trying to suspend my disbelief. Like for the time she seemed to go get this purchase and roll through this very easily uh, when we know it's not that easy. So maybe I really got to stretch it for the story, but I'm kind of just like, no, man, if we got the cops following her and we got her making these kind of decisions for a man, let's continue Because how was she easily getting through this? Like, what's happening? I don't know. Let me know if I'm reading too much into it.
1: No, I really thought that that was something that was done like that back then. I'm like, olden times, I don't know shit. I don't know what they were doing. You know, like, how easy was stuff to do? I just assumed it was easy, you know? But you brought up some really good points. Women weren't even allowed to have, like, their own bank accounts until a certain year, you know, And, and, you know... Just the, the, the laws, you know, barely kept up, you know? So maybe it was just part of the, part of the movie, make believe movie time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be just, they're a little progressive because I imagine maybe if they went to a different car dealership, they might've been like, where's your husband? What's going on? Like This is true. You paying in cash? And I see the state trooper right across with them state trooper
3: glasses on. Those state trooper glasses are infamous. Like, excuse me,
2: uh, what's going on But maybe the state
3: trooper is supposed to be that. Like, maybe the state trooper is supposed to be that representation of, like, the, what the hell is really going on here? Outside of really being in her business, like, all right, it's something off about this broad. Where's she going? I'm about to follow her everywhere. I don't know.
2: I'm like, it has to be in the same state. Cause if you're a state trooper, you, you not supposed to be following her outside the state. That's too damn far. Like, so I'm like, maybe they're all in Arizona. Like this, cause I feel like they're definitely in Phoenix at a point, but you know, again, I told y'all about my geography grade. So we're not going to talk about that too much longer. Also want to just talk about the score. As soon as you start this motherfucker up, the score is like, it's tense and chaotic because you're like, dude, first of all, violins scream chaos when they're like, the, you hit those chords. But even the way they're weaving, like, dude, dude, it's like something's about to happen. Something's happening. Something's like their gear shifting somewhere. It just feels kind of busy, but uh, in the best way. Also, Busta Rhymes sample that and give me some more. I need y'all to also know that. If you haven't yes, listened to Give yes, Me Some More by yes. Busta Rhymes
3: from back in the day, uh, sampled the Psycho score yes it's a good song get into it i want to play it. it came on the radio this past weekend it did question for you Alma: how do you feel about norman Bates and his taxidermy and do you feel the way i feel that everybody should have knew this man was wild
1: yeah that was that was too much you know what what bothered me kind of it was like how come they know that his mama died and all that and nobody ever check on him that's just sad. This is why I felt so sad for him this whole movie. I'm like, his mom dead. They know this, the story, you know, if, you know, it's in the synopsis and everything. Like his mom, Um, like they don't have any other details other than she's dead. So for sure, he's alone and saw something traumatic, right? How come nobody in the town is his friend or like goes and sees this? At any point, they could have seen his mom up in that house or heard him He's just talking openly like to mom all the time. That voice is good too. Did he do that voice? Because that was creepy when the mom talks. That is, that's real creepy. And I'd I've, i I've heard that, you know, I check on him, but they all know him. The the the, the sheriff guy knows him. Like the, the, everybody knows who he is, but nobody like knows anything that's going up on his property. But it's freaky too, because like you mentioned all the taxidermy, he's got all like the taxidermied, birds and everywhere and whatnot but it's suspicious that he's like a lone man alone that nobody ever like bothers I guess he could have been like a recluse but when you talk when he talks on the screen he's very friendly and nice so how come nobody's made a friend out of him Snoopy, everybody's real Snoopy though, because when they do have people, they're all up in his shit. And I, and, and that bothered me too. It was like, why does nobody know how to knock? They just go in people's houses and look through their stuff. That's rude. Okay. I'm like, you don't know if that person in that house is Texas Chainsaw Massacre or your best friend or whatever. They're just going in houses. You're, you know, you fuck around, you find out. That's what I say. And you put yourself in that situation, nosing around people's houses. You don't even know who they are.
2: And that's exactly what happened to the police officer taking his ass up. And, or the detective dude like, I'm just going to go in there and see it's open. Let me just go upstairs. I'm just going to take a gander. Just going to take a peek. I've talked to this guy over here already. And he's looking suspicious. But I have to go in the house. Because somebody said something about a mom. Also, that house has to smell like a bag of booty holes. Like, it has to smell like a sack of balloon knots, bitch. I know it is rank.
3: And I'm so glad that we have started that discussion. I, okay, to Alma's point, I also have this question, like, and this tells me that, one, this is probably the smallest town of all time. Like, one of those really, like, couple people live here. We are spaced out. Okay, cool. But then also, like, it, we and we see in later movies that they allude to all kinds of abuse and the mom maybe is not well. So maybe like this might've started as like a Munchausen situation or a parent, you know, just like, I'm gonna just keep my kid like from the world. Like it's just me, us against the world, kind of disguised as us against the world, not Munchausen, but us against the world. And then like, all right, something else is weird going in here, but like not to get too far, but trigger warning, like we kind of dive a bit into Norman's like life. And essentially there was some incestuous kind of situations. That are being introduced later and really like adult situations, and you're finding out like he's having relationships with all kinds of people. Like, it's just, it's, it's a, it's, it's a lot of question marks, red flags, and exclamation points. So, no, seriously, because I'm just like, uh, like as we went through all these films, the first one, you know, bow, we're just in the moment, because we're really just focusing on. Marion up until a certain point, and then what happened to Marion? Like people trying to discover, like she went to a certain place, who ran off with the money, the detective, the the private investigator, who's like, bitch, where the cash at? Like, you know, the lover trying to find her, the sister trying to help out. Like, that's where most of the story comes in. Um, and how and you know, seeing how Norman plays into that. But like when we start to learn more about Norman and the stuff that happened to him and some of the experiences that they shared later that they've gone through, I'm like, all right, it kind of makes sense that you're not well right now. Um, and I hate, once again, that everybody in this town fail you. And they continue to fail him because in later films and as the story progresses, they kind of know something that's going on or they kind of turn the other cheek based off of charm. So I'm just like, what? Help? Who all works here? Um, I don't know who's in charge of this
2: town, but... They need to not be in charge of this town because too many people have died at that house. Like, what what the fuck is going on while all these people keep dying at the same old house on this hill? Although it looks scary and I don't think you should go in there at all anyway. Um, I do want to talk about the way that Norman poses and stands. Like, he always, like, mm, leaning his neck, leaning over. Like, he just... It's giving, it's giving bird, giving bird like, and I feel like Alfred Hitchcock actually like referenced that, but you can see the way he is moving that neck like around. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I feel like it, he kind of still has that same kind of movement and poses as the movies carry on. I think it does help that. I mean, it's the same person the whole time. So he kind of knows his mannerisms and to almost point where how he's polite and personable. And I feel like he got a lot of people skills because he had to work that hotel at a young age, so he probably had to learn how to socialize and, you know, carry, he can do well with small talk, but I don't, once you start to dig deeper and pull the layers back, I feel like that's where he start to like, it starts to show because even when Marion is talking over that dry ass sandwich, they send in the parlor, um, because all right, y'all, the, we know this side of the incident, Marion get, stole the money, get to the hotel and all this, she sitting down here and she hungry, right? And why the fuck does Norman go in there? And all you hear from the house, mind you, Mama's in the host hell from the house. She can hear. I know you ain't about to bring that motherfucking dusty ass bitch in my motherfucking household. I know you're not about to bring that the fucking hoochie mama ass bitch in here. You keep that dirty fucking slut. She can eat dirt for all I fucking care. Like she is dragging you. She was like, "You better tell her. Are you gonna tell her? You weak ass bitch. I'll tell her." I was like now mind you I'm paraphrasing okay but that is like she is like bitch don't you let that dirty bitch come in my house you thought y'all was gonna let that whore eat in my house eat my food with my boy get out yeah I was like oh okay and she can hear the whole thing so she's like oh bitch all right but he still come out shaking with the sandwiches like oh I got these sandwiches so of course it's gonna come up because if this happens in an adult like adults gonna be like hey so what the fuck going on about that? I mean, some people would ignore it. But she was like, I wouldn't let her talk like that. I would, you know, put her in a home. He was like, how dare you, bitch? And kind of bucked on her a little bit. And I was like, but she just cussed you. Like, she cussed you out in front of company. She don't give a fuck how people perceive you. She is cussing you the fuck out. I understand putting her in a home, you know, might be a little tangy or a little rude
1: for you. But also, your mom's not well. And she is abusing you. That is verbal abuse. And that's why I think it is strange in that small town that they're at that no more people come check on him. But when you mention like people turning to the other cheek and not paying attention or like they're ignoring it, maybe they've heard you know, they used to hear her say all that shit to him because he had to work there. He said he had been working in that hotel since he was little. Maybe they used to hear it so they just stay away because you know, they feel bad. People do that, you know. Somebody... They've gone through shit and they don't know how to deal with it either. So they just kind of ignored him, I guess. And then there's missing people, you know, they brought that up a couple of times that there was a couple other missing people, but nobody's investigated it either. So you have like incompetent cops and stuff, small town mentality, and people are going missing. It's kind of their fault too. They they have some blame in it. I'm blaming them too. (laughs) You should, because
2: fuck 12, first of all. Second of all, they are kind of bumbling cops because not you had people disappear. All y'all had to do was check the little swamp real quick. It's a whole-ass car in there. He'd have bubbled the little car all the way down. And, you know, at this point, it's not the first time he's done this. Because, as you see in later movies, that... He's put a car down there before. That's why he was shook when he thought that motherfucker wasn't going to go down because it could be landed right on top of another car. So it might be too tall to, you know, get covered up by the mud. And I think he brings up like, oh, I've done this before. Like, you, I always put you away because she was like, you're not about to put me in the fruit cellar again. She sounded like a deadite a little bit. But she was like, you're not going to put me in here. I'm not going to go. And he was like, but we are going to go because you about to get us arrested. I.E. we, us, me, I am about to get us arrested because we are one. This
3: is too much. I'm stressed. I feel like this movie is a journey. I feel like... I feel like, because mm, so many things going through my head. Number one, I love Anthony Perkins' face when they're describing, like when they're like non-verbally describing like how they're feeling or when they're just showing like different expressions or emotions or all kinds of jazz like that. It It really takes me out. It sets the tone for all the films. It lets me know something maniacal is going to happen when he's like looking at the camera, like breaking the fourth wall a bit. And it's like... Hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck, arrest his ass. Um, I am shocked every movie that he is back out on the streets because after you kill Marion and they figure out it's you and they see you in your mama's clothes. And number one, I'm gonna mention queer for fear. Um, because if you have not seen Queer for Fear, I think everyone needs to see Queer for Fear. And they talk a bit about Anthony Perkins, their life, their journey, and this movie. Like his son is even doing the interview and kind of talking a bit about, you know, their experience or whatever. And I'm just like, having that extra tidbit of information or finding out that extra tidbit of information, because I obviously don't know all these people's business. You know, that's a lot going on and a lot to invest into. But knowing that about folks later and how, you know, that may or may not affected their work, because, you know, it's... Themselves, it's very interesting to watch that movie through this lens now, because kind of noticing the things before, and I'm like, this movie is really queer coded, and I don't know if that's on purpose or not, or if that's just the way that my brain is going right now because I don't know if Hitchcock's brain was going that way, because, you know, I ain't in Hitchcock's body. I don't even think that's where I want to be at all, because, you know, they had him down in the blogs, baby. They had him in the, on the receipts, in the papers, and I don't think I aligned with some of those things that were going on, but this movie is wild, and it's very interesting to see how that mother-son dynamic plays out starting in this movie, and then going forward, especially when we learn a bit more about why Norman killed his mom and their partner, and was it actually Norman's mom? Like, you know what I'm saying like the story gets real complicated not complicated but you know gets a little busy as it it goes on I mean we do end the first movie with Norman getting arrested and of course they take Norman and lock Norman up but you know as we know there's a movie two through four so Norman is back on the streets again he is and I don't I mean
2: okay I do understand he was locked up for like twenty three years, bro. So I be mean, he he was put away, and then of course he was clearly unstable, so they had to treat him. But before we hop to the next movie, I do want to talk about that big talk of Texas Tom motherfucker who came in who dropped that forty thousand dollars in cash, because first of all he was all on the desk yes, like me. bitch, putting his dick on the table, talking about some I'm about to pay for my daughter' wedding, I'm about to buy this house cash, bitch. I could buy happiness, you unhappy? Like really just literally putting his dick right on her workspace and it was really uncomfortable for me for her and that's why she stole his money bitch that's what you get second of all how come the boss has an air conditioner in his office and the rest of the building not air conditioned? fuck you okay so that's why i'm glad also glad she took the money because suck my dick you know how hot it probably is in arizona area i don't know what the summer or not but goddamn i'm taking this money
3: and buy me an air conditioner unit bitch i I know this was the hottest summer we had on record but it seems like it might get a little hot what you think alma
1: (laughs) i'm like here it is hot every day it's always 100 degrees today we think it was like 93 degrees and it felt hotter than ever i'm just i don't know why i live here but yeah when they mentioned that whole thing about the ac in there i lived in arizona i lived in tucson and it was hot and i didn't go outside i air conditioner person like i like ac i stay inside i do not go outside I go from here to the car and then car into building. It's too damn hot. And and and, and now nice. I feel like she should have stole that damn money and I hope he never got it back. Because that's bullshit. I never even thought of it that way. But I feel like, yeah, I think that's why she felt less bad about it. I think everybody else was making her feel bad because when she she made that that decision, lickety split, she was ready to go. And it never even like occurred to her that she was, you know, because she was packing. And shit, I never even thought of that. So yeah, the, he didn't deserve his money, and and those snoopy ass people shouldn't be breaking into people's houses. They don't know whose house they're gonna break into.
3: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. they need to pop up in a wild house. Did either of you guys get a chance to like check out the novel in life? Because this was a novel. No, that came out of oh, look at Tries. eyes. And a I mean, novel that came out by Robert Bloch or Bloch in 1959.
2: Okay, I do wow. remember the ordeal of Hitchcock, kind of like trying not to get people to read the novel because he trying to write <laughs> this fucking... Yes, because you know he trying to make the movie and you know he does not want motherfuckers... He was gimmick king. I know motherfuckers... Li- um, I will not spoil the end. This is going to happen here. Like, I don't know if he did that, but he was just like, you know, he did not want people to mm-hmm. know about it. He was like, don't tell nobody shit. Everybody got to be surprised. Now, to be fair, he was right because that, okay. that end will hit you like a ton of bricks if you didn't know what the mm-hmm. fuck was coming. Like that spin around and this this funky ass corpse who somehow still has a full head of
3: hair. is like, ah, i have been here. Bitch, not the Crypt Keeper. That house thinks y'all. I'm it sorry. does. It's a lot of cadavers and a lot of corpses in there. And I... Dusty.
1: <sighs> the bed was sunk seeds. in. It... The bed from where it was, where the body was decomposing it was sunk in and they always make it a point to show that in the movies that there's a dent in it in the shape of a person like this in the fetal position. I didn't Mm. like that. Mm -mm. It
3: makes me uncomfortable. And that tells me that mattress is real soft slash she's been there for a long time. Oh, sick, 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 sick um, Let's talk a bit about ratings and things Because there's some people's bag okay. um, Before we slide on Um, So the first movie, a lot of these movies y'all Are about two hours, about hour 49 yeah. Two hours, the last one Or one or two, about an hour and a half So just to set the scene on that, bow Um, the first one came out in 1960, like we said, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. It got an 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb. It is a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. I I feel like that's about accurate, but also I don't know if I'm biased. What did you all think?
2: All right. Um, I'm at about a nine, solid nine. I really like this movie. I could watch it anytime, throw it on in the background. Well done. But it didn't blow my tits off because I was not born in 1960.
1: So Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with that. Um, It just because that mystery was gone because it wasn't something that I watched fresh, but it was still great. You know what I mean? Especially the voices, seeing Anthony Perkins' face in the end is classic. Just looking at him, you know, it, it was worth watching this movie over and over. It's great. He is, he's wonderful. I like watching him throughout. He's just like a mystery. And it's really the whole reason to watch the movie. That, that little end part. Just like, I wouldn't hurt a fly. Ooh,
2: they're going to put a blanket on me. Oh, look at me. I'm innocent. <laughs> I was like, bitch. Oh, not you in a chair cutting up knowing you was stabbing people to fuck up and you're not even sorry, bitch. Wow. Okay, well. This is a top flight scammer. Yeah absolutely um and also mm-hmm. sam and lila lila is uh baby girl marion's sister they make it to the end yay um but mm. yeah uh yeah you don't really hear much about them later well actually mm. hold on let's talk about fucking movie two guys okay so before, should we No, let's talk about ratings at the end because we kind of did yeah let's do that
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's just fly on through. Because movie two kind of picks up right after movie one lets out. Um, 23 years later. Out of the jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And he pulls back up and is like, I'm about to live in this dusty ass house. I don't know why. I would have been like, nah, bitch, give me an apartment. Give me an apartment outside of this town, bitch. I'm not trying to. No, no. Please let me move somewhere else where no one knows my name. Give me an apartment. Where? Where they finna live. Somewhere. Where? The dude said he had housing, like he's like, You know, I could have got you a place somewhere else. He said that. He could have got him a place. I'm sure like the doctors they're working with him and they cut and this is also something they mentioned eighty three. Back in the seventies and sixties, I think they had a lot more money in mental health institutions in the United States. And in the eighties and stuff, they did a lot of cuts. Cause he even mentions like, you know, I wish, you know, all these cuts, you know, I would have someone come visit you all the time, come check in on you all the time. And I was like, wow, look at that. Just politics that I mean, I'm sure somebody picked that up. But like, no, that's that happened. Dead ass. Like they had all kinds of mental health institutions and things, you know, in place for people who needed help and now they have gutted that there is no place for people to go and a lot of those people are houseless or they keep getting arrested and they
3: really just need a little bit of help but i was like "Ooh, look at them the look at the system setting him up yeah i know it was a lot going on with like the mental health system and how people were being treated back in the back like, so that's wild how Alma, how did you feel about like how um what is it norman's transition back into society like like how, to, how, like how when he got out of jail and was like, all right, I got a new job and everybody started treating him away.
1: Yeah. I think uh, I was really surprised that, that it looked like he was very well taken care of. Didn't it? Like you're mentioning, like there would have been places to take care of him or whatever, but also they helped him retain his property while he was institution in the institution. Um, like what, the hospital or whatever they had back then. Cause I don't even, I don't even and I don't really understand it, but he comes back and he still has like a house and stuff. Like why couldn't they just sold it, not money. He could have lived somewhere else. It was bizarre, but he came back and I really felt like he had been rehabilitated. Like, right? Like he seemed a lot more comfortable. In the first one, Jazz, you were talking about like, the bird like movements or whatever. Like he was more comfortable with himself, almost like he had that free feeling. He he was finally free. He didn't have his mom. And he also got to learn that he did these bad things. And I don't I don't know if he like goes into I feel bad for this or anything like that, as far as feeling bad, but he looked very comfortable just moving right back into that house. And very casual about it. You know, like he he went to talk to the hotel guy, that guy who was in the hotel. And he was very assertive. Like, where was he staying? They must have treated him like really good and talked to him. And that was probably like the first time he actually got to have like real adult conversations and deal with like regular people because all he ever had before was his mom and like random people off the street. So I thought I thought they did good. Bringing him back, maybe not there. Like that was dumb. Like he shouldn't go back to the house, but because there's like murders in there and shit. Like why? Why that house? It's a damn crime scene.
2: I don't. I don't. Mm. But you know, they they got to he, he. It was his choice. He was like, yeah, I do want to They they hired someone over twenty years to run that fucking hotel. I'm like, where are those profits? were they using those profits to keep it a like keep it you know afloat and shit like that? But also like, wow, y'all and. Thinking of privilege, like, they wouldn't have upkept anyone's house. They would have definitely stole your house or sold your house off. Like, I'm like, y'all let him have all of this? I feel like that's white privilege. I can't prove it, but I feel like it is.
3: It definitely is. I mean, if we're putting our realistic hat on it be- and not to spit a disbelief, like, everybody else's property would have been sold. I do not recall a time, unless your shit has been reclaimed by somebody else, like, who is was holding onto your property for two decades? and it's not owned by the bank like that's no unless someone would be like here I can show you but um (laughs) like I I just I don't know I don't know so he was lucky to have that I hated that you know between him being there and not being there there was not much of a distance difference because it was still dusty in there so nobody was cleaning up while he was gone we just you know keeping the property going um I do like that he was able to get a job and you know some people were able to believe in them because um you know it makes me think about folks who get out of jail and you you know, they served their time, depending what you did, because I'm not looking at everything. I'm looking at some of y'all, hell no. But some people, you know, served their time and they got back out in the street. And, you know, I like that you were able to come back into society. Like, people were able to give you a chance. I hate that you didn't get the services or the support you truly needed, because we're still back out here stabbing and bombing and stuff and having a good old time and slicing and dicing and going to work like it didn't happen. But, I do like like we're able to see like the duality of this character, like how they're trying to function back in society. but they're still like, you know, mentally getting their ass beat because, you know, they can't seem to shake all the I mean, I'm glad we learn later, too. About some of the different horrific stuff, because once again, it gives us some insight as to why Norman is the way Norman is. I don't think we'll ever get a one hundred percent answer, like kind of like they try to get to a movie four, but um, we get some sort of insight. Like, all right, Norman's not well. Some shit happened to them. They're trying to get better, but uh, but then they finish everything with a smile and a glare. So I don't really know. Wow. Um. So he start flipping
2: these burgers. He in here doing everything with a smile, but also like. You know, he looks, although he's polite, he also looks like he'll stab you. You know that the picture of Kirby with the Kirby just got the knife and he just standing outside the door like this. That reminds me of, um, our friend Norman, but he takes the job. He flipping the burgers, you know, he fired a dude who in there. Cause he don't even find out somebody running the hotel for, for real. And so after he done worked a full fucking shift, he works a whole shift. The girl, I need her to also stand up. There's a girl. There's always some girl. She is out here and she work at the burger shop too. And she lived with some dude, right? And he'd have kicked her out the house. So here come Norma. You want to come stay in my house? And I'm like, all right. So first of all, no, that's scary. Um, But he's like, yeah, I got a hotel. You can just stay in the hotel. And then when you get to the hotel, the, the shit is all shaky. So she's like, oh, you can stay at the house. Hell no. I'd rather just stay in the car. Like, no, you said the hotel. Now I'm in your home. You're getting closer and closer. Next is going to be your bed. And I can't. We we can't do that. Um, Also, you're just a strange man I just met. And somebody told me you just got out of jail and you killed your mama. I don't think I want to stay in here. Girl, I wouldn't even let him give me a ride home, to be quite honest. But, girl, I guess. That's why we meet that sleazy dude in there who how y'all feel about him
1: that guy was creepy sleazy you're talking about Toomey, right that was that his name Toomey?
2: yeah that guy was that. creepy <laughs>
1: as hell yeah he was you but you're right like norman looked like he was gonna do something at any point right uh like that was the the shady part like he looks like he's comfortable and all that but he did look like at any point like there's something wrong here. Cause he he's kind of repressing everything to me. Like he's not trying to think about anything. That's why I mentioned like, mm-hmm. he's not ever saying, oh, I'm sorry this happened or anything. He's just kind of like living in the moment. And that guy, when he's there, the, the, he's managing the hotel to me, he's a creep. And I'm like, what's he going to do here? Is he going to let this guy walk all over him? But that shows His other side, because that other side is what made him kind of take charge and tell him, no, you're fired. Get out of here, you know? And that's why it was like right away, it kind of shows you that maybe he isn't supposed to be here, but this isn't the best idea. And why would anybody follow a stranger, like a stranger man back to their place and a hotel? That sounds, that sounds shady as hell. I've got a motel you can stay in. Oh no, come upstairs. To my house no no on no planet are you gonna go in the shady man's hotel or up into his house and and she's comfortable doing that i'm like just screaming at the television the whole time like no don't do any of those things those are all bad ideas stupid bad ideas
3: and they do it anyways and i know they gotta do it well we won't have a movie but i'm like no no i'm right with you like why? Why are we making these choices? Please don't do this. But here's the thing:
2: they're doing it on purpose. Like this situation is sinister as fuck. Because baby girl, who is like staying with her, she, her mom is literally um Lila's um like so. Marion is her aunt. Lila is, is her mom. So she's in here and Lila's like, no, we got to get his ass. Because she was like at the court like, bitch, don't let his motherfucking ass out." I got a petition. It's seven hundred motherfuckers say, fuck him. Keep that motherfucker locked up. Leave him in here. And they were like, girl, your prayers mean nothing. Um, these names don't know them. He's leaving. He's coming out of jail. He did his time. Walk away. And she was really mad about that. So she was like, we are going to tickle his like boundary of like sanity we're gonna sit here and see if we can just destroy this and make him lose his mind and I was like first of all Lila let it go like if you your sister's gone first of all second of all if y'all would have left him alone none of this probably would well I can't say none of this would happen but if you would have left him alone at least You wouldn't have met your doom because her death is brutal.
3: This one has some brutal kills in it low-key, high-key, y'all. I agree. I, I definitely agree. Um, There were just some scenes that had me like, Ugh. I did like, as the movies progressed, like we we're actually showing people getting injured now. Like we didn't have to do so much, but there were some people getting up out of the way. Did you guys have any, I didn't have any real favorite kills from the, from this particular movie, like overall from the series. I have a few, but did you guys have any partic- uh, favorite kills from this film?
2: From movie two, I feel like Lila, when she, and I think her last name is Loomis. I'm like, ooh, bitch, did you marry Sam? You dirty bitch! You dirty bitch! Mm. Mm -hmm. And she leans into like she gets stabbed in the mouth, but falls over, and the knife goes further, like through her head, kinda. And I'm like, "Oh, this is way wilder than the first movie because they show they don't even they show you one stab." You're right.
1: Uh, I'm just saying, like the first one, they don't really. Of course, I don't even think they could show blood. I don't know, but in this one, it was like. Yeah, cause I was like, in this one, it 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 was definitely a shocker, and I like that, cause it was kind of like a jump to the previous movie. You have is like black and white, and now you have this color film, and it looks so modern compared to it. And then the that particular kill was like wow it was like they really they really went for it like they could show it I don't think it was gratuitous or anything but it was almost kind of like uh welcome to another decade <laughs> this is like um Norman Bates squared because he's back you know we got to do some a little bonus for you all
2: yeah so you know the sequel always got to have more kills it always because in the first shank what we see of course Mom had died, but we don't really see that. We see that corpse. There's like what two kills? Cause it's Marion, and then of course it's uh the detective dude. I don't think they get a chance. He gets a chance to kill anyone else that we see in that first movie. In this one, now we see the moms kill some people, but a few people meet their doom. A few people meet their doom, and they get stabbed up multiple times. Pools of blood. And unfortunately, you know, everyone meets their doom. And because it was, when I tell you that the mama (laughs) was calling on the phone, like on some black Christmas shit, like prank calling, oh, it's your mother, bitch, leaving notes and like fucking with his sanity. I was like, you know what? And that's exactly what you get. This is exactly what you get. You getting murked. Your daughter getting got because now she got police brutality to shot her ass up because they assumed, well, she wasn't unarmed. She had a knife and she had it up. She had already sta it looked like she had stabbed him, although he was going into the knife. So when she finally put it up, they shot her ass. So it made it look like
3: he killed nobody, although we don't know if he didn't or did. Rest in peace, Meg Tilly in the movie. I don't want to say it out loud because then people be thinking until he died. I'm like, that's not true. I did not <laughs> kill <don't>... her. No.
2: <laughs> but you know what's really I love loud her. about this? Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I just love her. I love her hair and her whole appearance, like so eighties in this movie. It's just I love it so much, and I she's just I just it was nice to see her again because I hadn't watched this one in a long time, and it was just like oh look the little you know Agnes of God Meg Tilly you know and I thought she was real cool looking I love that hair I thought I could pull that off,
3: <laughs> and you can I really was like that's not Jennifer no but it look. It's not the... It must be Meg. And then I opened Google. I was like, it was. It's Meg Tilly. Okay, they tried to get me.
2: Also, how do y'all feel about that twist at the end? Because all all of them have some kind of twist, sort of. Like, the fourth one is not really that much of a twist. I don't think the third one twist too heavy. But definitely the first and second one, they work the twist in. Like the set there's you thinking, okay, you find out it's the daughter, yeah. But you found out somebody else really was calling him. No, straight up, no, um, maybe your mama is not your mama, boo. Um, you got a different mama. And the lady who raised you was not your mama.
3: How do y'all feel about that uh kind of twist we have set up? I um I think I felt like what Alma said earlier, like I started feeling bad for Norman because at this point, like we kind of get the gist that Norman's been through a lot. And now every day outside of you just being straight up a murderer and your brain is shaking. Now you figuring out your mama is not your mama. This is turning into Maury. What is really going on here? Like, what is the truth? It's giving daylight. So, what's happening? Norman shook. I'm shook. Clearly, the people who are getting murdered shook. I was just like, I, what a story. Chef's kiss. But also, like, I didn't think, you know, at this point watching movie two, I'm like, oh, okay, this is where it's going. But now, after seeing all, i was like, I didn't know it was going, it was going to go this way. What's going on?
1: I thought it was a definitely good kind of twist just to that they could have, that they threw in there. Mostly because Norman figured it out on his own. I like the way he was just kind of sitting there all casually, like, I figured this out, but nobody else did. And it was, it was bizarre and a nice little, a nice twist, I think. I I didn't expect it. Like, that's not something that I figured out because I really was more confused because sometimes I was like, but it couldn't have been those two calling all the time messing with him. Like they were messing with his head so bad and I, it, it made you forget that there was something else going on here. And so that surprise at the end was nice because it was really unexpected because all we were thinking about was those two women together you know, really pushed him over the edge. But it also showed that he he needed to be back somewhere. Like, no matter what is going on at this point, I think that they should have looked into him even more. Like, this is, like, people just died in his house, right? And they, they just patch it up. They're like, okay, um, well, you know, he didn't, Norman didn't kill anybody this time. It's almost like they're laughing about it. But then they leave him alone again. And there's more murders. This is what was the problem in the first movie. It's like someone needs to be checking on Norman. Norman needs to go somewhere that he can be safe. Because these two women on their own managed to get into his home, mess with his head, call him, ruin his work because he didn't work at the diner anymore. And they pretty much just push him to this point, And then he's left alone again
2: exactly and with the end we talk about that twist where the mama show up it's the lady who's working in the diner the whole motherfucking time so that's how you got the job because that's your baby and you feel guilty because you dropped that baby off at your sister house and then you went and went ahead and party that's wild as shit after she was abusing that motherfucker and i know you had to heard about all that shit if you was in town i knew you i know you knew how she was treating him like that's wild as shit if that's the case. But as soon as she get that news, she he kill her ass. New taxidermy mama bitch. Brand new bitch. We in here. New mama. What's up? We hitting the streets. And we got movie three with this. Li- we had a convent. Not like a new pair of shoes. Yeah. Like they the streets, show off of they movie drop. Four. Yeah. New mom just dropped. Movie three. Yeah. New, yeah. Movie three. Yeah. <laughs> new mom just dropped. We in here. And this we had a convent. And... Okay, it's a little chaotic at first. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You get flashes of nuns running, flashes of stairs. Oh, don't do it. God, this God. And you're hearing this, you're like, oh, okay, what's going on? And this girl's about to jump. Now, here's what I thought was fucked up, right? I understand, you know, she's stressed, she's about to jump. And they run up to try to save her. Cool. When the nun accidentally Falls back. And she kind of pushed her away. But also, those railings were made out of popsicle sticks. Y'all, come on. The structure of this building is not up to date. None of y'all bitches tried to stop her from falling over this rail like this. Also, why is her gate so unsteady where she couldn't stop herself? Three, y'all blame this bitch because as soon as she fell, the other nun looked at her. and was like, you're going
1: to hell. I was like, oh.
3: That shit took me out. I'm sorry, y'all. I was just like, number one, y'all got to let this lady unalive herself if that's what she want to do. Obviously, this is not going to happen at the church. And obviously, they're going to do all they can to get my girl together. But I'm just like, for Maureen, we no, we got to literally give it up to God. Like, if this is what she's doing, this is what you're doing. Um, and look what happened. Uh, The head nun is now dead because they did just want to let Maureen jump. Can we briefly talk about in movie one or after movie one, all of the movies are trying to recreate the scene where the private investigator is falling backwards. And he's like, "Ah!" and then yes. eventually... <laughs> hits the ground and that's what happens with the nun that's what happens with so many people when they zoom in and spoiler alert but also like eventually unfortunately this is what happens to Maureen at the end of this movie like she's falling back and she's like oh like you just see her float in the air like if you lean back and put your arms in the air in front of you not all the way back but lean the chair just a little bit like you would do at elementary school and go oh you have now successfully recreated that scene congratulations don't fall for real
1: hmm That's the goofiest looking thing in all the movies. Cause <laughs> they all like, everything is pretty good looking. You know, it they it look good in the black and white. Everybody, you know, even the shower scene, you know, they're not even showing any like stab wound, but it still looks cool. But that standing still falling thing, it just it's it looks terrible. It's the I probably the worst thing I can say about the movies is that the falling Person who's standing still and then getting superimposed on the screen to look like they're falling. Why? Why <laughs> it looks dumb? um Yeah, I don't know why they kept that in there.
2: They said, "Bitch, we
1: falling." Yes, it's like when people.
2: <laughs> yes, it's like when they crash your miniatures, and you know they miniatures, but they be supposed to believe that's the city. City, like yes, Tokyo is really destroyed. Like goddamn, like oh, somebody needs to call in. Like I, I don't know. After we get this nun, so it's, again, there's always a girl. She somehow ends up in this fucking town, ends up at this hotel because she was catching a ride from this dude and his guitar. And first all, okay. he tried to assault her and and then he go get mad at her. Like, what? what is this about? Okay.
3: Trigger warning for this scene. Trigger warning, trigger warning. I'm going to just keep throwing trigger warnings at y'all. When Maureen, one, Maureen should be in jail. Let's start there. She killed the lady and grabbed her suitcase and hit the road. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like it was, the, I'm getting out of here. And I'm just like, you just killed somebody, baby. You supposed to know. So she hits the streets and you know, the, the car come on up. She riding with Dwayne. They are not in the plane. And he's just really weird. He's talking about how he's trying to get to LA. He's got to get to the, to the movies. You know, he's got a Hollywood dream, but then it starts raining. and This scene is so goddamn disgusting outside of, you know, the initial scene of the assault, which is completely gross. All the adjectives, all of them, all of them, all of them. He eventually, and this is not the only time that this character, like this character is completely a shithead. He literally kicks Marine out the car eventually chucks her suitcase at her aka it flew into the mud it is storming like jumanji outside and he's just like oh okay he acts like the car like the car starts sputtering so i feel like the car is not doing its best but he kind of or i walked away with oh the car is broken like it's not turning on the engine ain't turning over and as soon as he kicks maureen out of that car and tells her it's the deuces she literally like he literally turns the car and cranks it up and drives down the road with no problem so i was like oh was your car broken this whole, whole time or was this a lie? To. he's a liar he's a liar and he's a cheater um i don't know if he's really a cheater
2: but he ends up going to the hotel first because he had a little job at the hotel because of course in the last movie he definitely kicked the other motherfucker out uh because fuck him and he in here like oh i could work i mean i'm not gonna work forever because i'm trying to be a star i'm like first of all you're not that cute i don't know why you thought you were gonna be famous sis. Please relax. I don't think your voice is that great. And also you are treating the women very terribly because he's bringing bitches in here. First of all, something, anytime I see a movie where you have a character who has decided to post nudie mag pictures on the wall in a room and still bring bitches over, like you're scaring the hoes, bro. Like I don't, if I come in and see a centerfold on your wall, I, my, my coochie's dry. I'm leaving. I'm calling a cab. I'm sorry. No, thank you. And the women who keep going, I'm like, I'm scared for you. Please turn your location on. He throws her outside with no clothes on
1: and gets her murdered. Rude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's he's gross and why are women even coming near him? This is why men, some have this idea in their head after seeing movies like this, that they're all that or whatever, because in this movie, there are women talking to him when no woman should ever talk to that man. That man is so gross, you know, and he's sleazy and he's a thief. What, what was Norman even randomly hiring people off the street for? It's like, do people just hand out jobs like that? You just go places and they're like, sure, handle my money and my place and sure come over. That just all of him was just so gross and offensive and I didn't like him. And I'm glad. Yeah, he's gone.
3: You're muted. Lock him up. I keep muting this in two different places. <laughs> lock them all up. Lock them all up. Throw them all away. Um, my friend, he's got to go. He has totally got to go. And I, I'm pissed that this happened to Maureen. I'm pissed that we get so much screen time with Dwayne. Like, we watch him get a job. We see how his character develops. He's stealing. Like, you know, Maureen come later, you know, when Norman is like, all right, so listen, you work here. Great. Happy to see you. I live up here. He's kind of excited. He's moving a little fast. He's still a little Norman, but, you know, he's moving. And he's like, cool, this is where i met. We out here? Nobody really comes to this place, you know, when Dwayne goes to the hotel, get the job. But then when he, this is what I noticed immediately because they keep zooming in on the $5, right? After Norman tells Dwayne, all right, so for a single, it's 20, 20 and some change. And for a double, it's 25 and some change. So when Maureen comes in later, Dwayne charges her, I think, and then it it's like they Duke or something like that, I don't know. And he um, he he charges her 25, For her room, and I immediately peep all you skimming off the top. And he holds on to this dusty $5 bill for his life. I hate that he gives it to Shawty later that he kicks out after they are like getting, trying to get close. And I hate that, but I do like that. Because we kept zooming on this $5 bill and we know that Norman is like, I'm so damn wild. I'm going to just keep my money drawer open. The cash register is just going to fly open, baby. I wish one of y'all motherfuckers would. I wish you would. You don't know it, but I know. I wish one of you hoes would take this money. And so when Dwayne thieving ass, because he was trying to steal from the beginning, zoomed in and saw that $5, I was like, all right, he knows something is off about Norman. We don't, I mean, I guess you peep it, but I'm like, it's not super obvious. But like, I think that he peeped something is off about Norman. And we see that later when he actually steals mom. It has mother in in room number 12, baby. It's stinking all these rooms. It smells like hell in here. The fact that he decided to move that corpse is very wild. Go
1: ahead, Alma. I just, it is, it's, it's, it's a smell. There's odor and he has Maureen up in that house. And then, it says it's only a month from the other movie so part two done we're part three and it's only supposed to be a month difference in that month nobody smells something okay we oh yeah we didn't even talk about there's like a that the the lady who's trying to investigate what's going on was she a reporter or something i don't know but it's only been a month and she knows something is strange and going on with norman because duh but All anybody had to do was just go in that house. And now that activities have happened in that house, I'm like, how come nobody has checked up on Norman and smelled that smell? You could smell it outside. I mean, I've never had to smell a smell like that, but people describe it like you can smell like there's odor and he is just in his house. I don't know. I feel like it would stick to him. And because he was taxidermying her, right? But that doesn't mean like there's no smell or anything like that. It's just, that is really, ooh, that's a lot. That that to me makes it just a little bit more like messed up was the fact that he did handle her so much. He's a, he handled her a lot. Yeah. I'm just like,
3: when are you washing your clothes? Um, because we don't see any clothes lines The couch is still dusty, like dead ass. I think this is when the movie he jumps on the couch and the dust like, boom, flies up in the air. Like LeBron throwing dust in the air. I don't know if he still does that, but you know, like that, just like that. And I just, you know, funk and decay and um, old are smells that, and in, in, in mildew and air and stale are all smells that, see, here we go. Everyone's faces are changing. These are smells that don't leave our clothes. So if we're handling old flesh, I did this personally, but I can only imagine. You know, with decay and you know phosphorus, all kinds of shit. Just, uh, just in your clothes, in your suit, it's 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 dusty, it's misshapen. Um, you know, it's here, it's doing the things. It's still greeting people. It's still showing that you're ready to start the day, but also it shows that you got a little edge about yourself because the lines aren't crisp. You know, they're a little mis. You know, they're a little just a sideways. They're askew. And I see your eyeballs, Mister Mister Norman. You're looking at us. You're looking around. We need to keep our eyes on Duke. I really am here for Duke. Get the fuck up out of here. When Duke walks onto the scene and he really shows his prime particles, I'm ready for him to go. Not only has he he's shown us from day one he was wild. The top of the charts is when he stole the corpse. He he was wild as hell for that. I was on Norman's side. Get him up out of here, Thinky. smelly. And Ew. You, you could have just took a picture of the corpse and just been
2: like, yeah, I got proof. Like, you moved it. You picked it up from, the, you know, this, the house is upstairs, bro. That's wild as fuck. You, pl- you parlaying with a corpse, you bringing bitches in here and all this is around a big football game where the reporter journalist girl keep pulling up and like talking. He's the wrong person mm-hmm. to get this information because he's passing it along to this reporter because she see that little, the matches that he was working at the base motel so he bought the snitch, especially for a dollar and a beer. You know he's about to um, open up his little notebook like Randall so he's definitely tattling. <laughs> yep, he's tattling but that gets
3: her up there, unfortunately because people from the big games some of them don't come back. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Did you guys have a favorite kill from this movie? I love that we discover that there's more uh, cars in the swamp. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I got one. Um, That poor girl on the toilet. Like who kills somebody on the toilet? That's fucked up. You don't mess with people on the toilet. Oh. I mean, it was already bad enough. They thought maybe we already had one in the shower. Let's kill someone while they're peeing. And that was like, that's so sad. She just fell over with her panties and her pants rolled up by her ankles <laughs> that was just that was that stuff this
2: is rude i feel like the journalist because this, this shot is so iconic motherfucking norma is r- walking up the stairs, dressed dress as mother and she's talking like don't do this come on norman norma whoever the fuck you is norma don't break stride and adjust a picture that was leaning sideways on the way up the stairs. He just like, do, 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 slip. And I'm still going to kill you, bitch. But I'm also going to tidy up the home as I move through here. Because, bitch, I'm mother. Did you see me? I, 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 bitch, you're getting mud in my house. Like, mother would stab you up and take your shoes off and put them on the shoe rack. Like, that's the kind of bitch she is. So, I really, like, that scene of him coming for her up those stairs. Because who took the, t- you're about to, who
3: takes the time to adjust a photo? after with a knife in your hand loved it i need to see more of this i honestly wish that this movie um went more in this direction in movie four or the series kind of continue to go this direction in series in the excuse me part four when we get to part four not to get ahead when we get the kind of situation going on like i'm just kind of like okay it's a good it's a good different choice but i wish we kind of saw more about this in terms of what happens next if that makes sense like how the story is being told I like that there's a bit of a love story in this one. I know Jazz, you're probably throwing up inside your eyes, but I, I like that Norman kind of falls in love with Maureen and Maureen wild ass because she just killed someone the other day, y'all. It's like, all right, cool. Like I'm out the I'm about to kick it with Norman. Um, but you know, Norman slash mother gets her up out of here and he's just like, Well, fuck, I guess. I don't know. Um, and I just they lock him up again With and the everyone's like, yeah. And he pulls that little hand. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Like,
1: <laughs> like you got a thing from the Adams family and he's like petting
3: it. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, damn, Norman, it had to be you. But also, y'all ain't smell nor see that hand on him. What's going on?
2: I, we keep ignoring the smells and I need us to stop. Okay. If my trash can. It's a little too old and I leave the house and come back and smell the trash can. I have a problem. You mean to tell me you this corpse is like 30 days old, unrefrigerated, and you talk about you don't smell nothing? The fuck is wrong with y'all?
1: Well, they did say, I think the cop, I, I had tried to remember what he said. We're not slow. We're No, we're not incompetent. We're just slow when he was talking about himself because they didn't inspect him. He had that hand on him. But I was, I brought this up because when they are arresting him, the sheriff has the nerve to get upset with Norman that he's arresting him. Like, he's like, I believed in you. I didn't know you were going to be doing this again. Like he's upset with himself for not catching Norman earlier. And he's upset with him. And then, and then they don't even bother like checking his personal belongings. But that shows a lot because remember in the first movie, they brought him a blanket and they took care of him. Well, in this one too, it's like they they put him in the back of that car. They didn't even check his person and he had a whole arm on him and he, and maybe it's the smell. Maybe it's the smell why they don't touch him. Maybe they're just like, you get in the okay. back of that car and we'll deal with you later.
2: That, <laughs> nah, it could have been that. It could have been that. It also could have been, you know, they always put him in the back of the car. They always get the ride alive you know no matter what they did they get to they make it i'm like i'm surprised they ain't stopping stop and get him a sandwich honestly truly shit that this would be on brand for the police especially those ones who know him he already kind of had the ends with him um, this is also the movie that is directed by Anthony Perkins. And I feel like we didn't even talk about them scores, right? We we slid, we skated right past the motherfucking scores. So for Psychos, who it's all good. That's all right. We back. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, we had the 61% while I felt like I was motherfucking hating. And IMDb was like a 6.6. They were like kind of neck and neck. Usually they be fighting each other. Um, this movie is at least an 8 out of 10 for me. I'm not going to lie for a movie too. 8 out of 10. How about you, Alma?
1: For the second one? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. uh Uh-huh. For sure. I did like it. I liked it. It was, it was, it was a very dramatic change from the first one. And I enjoyed everything that was different. I, I really enjoyed the acting. The actors were really great. The story was fun. Like they, they found a way to make it seem like they injected something in it and make you excited about watching it. And they still threw twists in there and we didn't know that. That was unexpected for me. Yeah.
2: Now, Psycho 3 also has a 61% on the Rotten Tomato meter, which is interesting. Okay. And then when you go to IMDb, it's like a little bit lower. So it's like a 5.4. So damn, I was like, it's better than a 5.4. I would give this like a, this is the one that's more like a 6.5 out of 10 for me Mm -hmm. because y'all got Duke bitch ass in here. I don't like Duke and y'all made me watch a lot of him. Um, I also don't really trust men who don't have mustaches, and I feel like he was clean shaven, so
3: he couldn't be trusted anyway. I agree with everything that's been said here, to be quite honest. Um, like I said, I... I felt like this movie was, definitely deserves higher than the score that it got. This one and three. Two and three were at least a seven. I didn't go up for these movies. Like, I'm not like, whoa! But for, like, story... Mm -hmm. Actually, I like three better than two, if we want to be quite honest, but... They were at least a seven minimum. I don't think they deserve the scores that they got received.
2: Yeah, no, definitely a little higher. All right, it's time, guys. Psycho Four, the beginning. I didn't (laughs) know the delivery of this whole thing sent me to hell. I um, didn't know about this film. You cannot watch this film on like streaming. You can't even rent the motherfucker because I think it's like almost it's like a TV movie. Was this a TV joint? Yeah, it was back
3: then.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so this makes sense. This is, A lot of TV movies are kind of like difficult to find. You gotta, and you need a whole lot of license stuff to, you know, be like, okay, we can release this. But I feel like there's an audience for Psycho 4 because clearly we got it on the DVD. So they're selling the full set somewhere, girl. You can go get it. It's, this one, it had that love story and y'all know already, I really don't care that y'all are in love. I Y'all could have kept that to yourself. I didn't need to know, but also I understand why people would enjoy a love story. It's not a bad love story, but something about the performances outside of Anthony Perkins in this movie feel like they take a dip. Not bad enough where I'm like mm, this actor is terrible, but enough where I'm like this is not like the first or second movie. Um, um. So I just really was like, mm, some of the actors took a dip. I am not. All the way upset at the plot, but I am upset at the plot because y'all, we already talked about spoilers. The main plot is Anthony, not Anthony Perkins, not him. I'm sorry, guys. Norman is going to kill his wife and slash baby mama. Cause she about to have a baby. Now I understand she decided to have this baby, but you about to kill her? You're gonna kill her? That is, and you're upset. She had the nerve to get herself pregnant. You were nutting in her, okay. You were shooting up the club. Where was your condom? Go ahead and let's talk about this. Go ahead. Alma. I see you nodding aggressively.
1: Yeah. Cause I was just, it, it's, it's two people that made her pregnant. Now it, she found a way to go around the birth control or something, right? Like that. He said something like that, but I was just, if you really didn't want to have any children you were concerned about, you can get a damn vasectomy. So that was the, you know, there's so many ways to take care of this issue before it even happens, because apparently the wife knows everything about him because that's the, the nurse, right? His wife is the nurse that was with him in the hospital. So she knows everything that's up. If he has concerns about his mental health and that, you know, his children having issues with that, then that seems like a discussion they should have had while he was still inside the hospital where she was working. And I don't think it's a good idea to have a love story between somebody who is your caregiver and you. That that seems like grooming somehow. That, like, that, that doesn't seem very good. No. So they're both wrong.
3: Everyone needs to go to jail. I agree with y'all. I just really... Why was this written like this? I just want to know, like, how did we get I here? I want to know. I'm sorry. How do we get No, but for real, like, I know it was implied. And it's okay. We could dive in. We could do that. But, like, no one else can see my face, but y'all can. And I got so close to the screen. Like, please, please. Olivia Husey, like, we see her on Black Christmas. And I love that she's here. And I love it, that we see Henry Thomas. Yes, I love movie. that we see. She does. She does. And CCH Pounder does, too. And I, I love that we see a lot of familiar faces in this movie. A lot. And honestly, C.C. is probably like, she's always playing a lot of the same character, if that makes sense. Like, you know, I see her doing a lot of people who are like, you know, intimidating people or grunting them down. Like, I'm like a detective or something. Like, that's usually her background. Um, So it was cool to see them in this film too. Um, I like how we do a lot of time hop. Of course, the scenes are really uncomfortable. But once again, why the hell, why? Like, I get that we need to go to the beginning. I get we need to know why, you know, Norman's the way that they are. Wow.
2: Okay. Mom pick me up. I'm scared. That's I just that's mom please swing down in your chariot. Come get me. Please. I take me off this plane cuz I cannot. What what? I just I don't think they were like, you. it was a little too explicit for me. Like really, mm, and it wasn't even that explicit when you think about it, because there's other movies that make, you know, abuse and, you know, things like this way more evident or more physical, but it was still too suggestive for me. Even her dangling her hair in his face. I ain't like that. I ain't like the way she did that. So I don't know what it was. Or maybe the angle, and maybe it was the way that he saw it. So it was kind of like maybe he was confused, and she kind of fed into this because she'll bring him to the point like, okay, it's raining lightning. Come hold me, huh? Why was your Why would your child be holding you under any circumstance? You got
3: this big ass really boy in your don't bed. I don't think that was. I don't think that was through his perspective. I think that's what really happened. Like, no, I, do I think it's happened. Yeah, his mom was not well, and, you know, and stuff was going on. And unfortunately, this had, you know, obviously a huge effect on him. I didn't know, you know, didn't think it would go that round. But like, not only did this directly affect your relationship with your mom, but essentially every, I guess, woman or femme person that you come in contact with, like, it's just. To your point, Alma, people really failed Norman. Like you, you talk about they don't really have guests. And the one guest we do see is we see the mama had a boyfriend and the boyfriend is also abusive. And so all of y'all sitting up here abusing this child, this teen, this child, the adults who are who visit the hotel are abusing the child. Like they're coming on to a teenage boy, like the older women, so be a very predatory in that nature. And you see, you know... The murderous behavior creeping out, and then we start kind of killing on the low. And I just really feel like everybody sent help. Ain't 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 no way. El- Norma Norma should have known that something was going on with Norman, but also she probably couldn't even really recognize that something was going on herself either. Yeah, because I I don't got no kids
2: and them, but I can tell from on screen. This, everything about this relationship is mad and inappropriate. Not only are you like, you, you're inappropriately touching them, expecting them to like get in the bed with no clothes on, you're shaming them, telling them that they, they shouldn't be, you know, whatever gender they are. Cause we, cause we didn't, we never get it clear, you know. A clear like dialogue for you, like I'm this or I'm that. But you see that uh, it seems that he's presented as a boy and that's what he's cool with. And she's like, No, you gonna sit in this closet, you're gonna wee wee in the closet because you shouldn't even have a penis. What? Because he had a physical reaction to you forcing him to snuggle up to you in his drawers. Girl, this is call the police right now. Police, police.
1: I'm thinking that a lot of it didn't need to be seen and we could have just left it to our imagination as far as the abuse because like we knew like he had some abuse but I think that they showed it and it just made it a like way creepier and it just it's like a sick feeling you know and I think they accomplished that really well with this but I don't think I needed to it at all like I don't think I needed to to see any of it we could have just implied it this whole
2: time. Makes me want to shower. Definitely. it's when It reminds me of... um, What's that little Christmas movie with that little piece... That little shit who ties this babysitter up? Y'all know what the hell I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. It's called I... kind of like Friendly Neighborhood or something, but it's also another name. Better watch out. That little yeah. shit. It reminds me of this, but you don't feel the same way. But you feel the same ick when like, someone too young is being... In any kind of form, even though yeah, it don't matter who it's coming from. Cause it's the opposite where he is like aggressive towards her. It still makes me uh, immediately. I just have a reaction like, Oh, I need to, I need to hit some soap and water. I need a washcloth right mm. now. I just, mm, and some hot water. Cause that's nasty. It feels like a film is over me after just seeing that. And I understand mm. like that's realistically what may have happened in their relationship as father, I mean, mother and son, but mm. Um, mm. she makes. Sense. Did you see that mm. movie, Alma?
1: Yeah, I I think this this is strange because I saw this when it was a TV movie because I didn't really ha- we didn't have cable and stuff like that. So a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. that was made for TV, we'd get it a lot over and over. So I saw this movie a few times, but like in my late teens, and I always thought it was a little much for made for TV because it was a little. You know, I would, it was just, it was strange because they made for TV stuff was like the Night of the Scarecrow, you know, the one with the scarecrow that comes alive and they didn't show anything. So this was like, there's abuse, there's murder. It was kind of like a, a lot. So I think that meant maybe why I watched it a few times because I was like, well, they're showing murdering straight up in this movie and it's made for TV. But, um, I always thought it was a, a very interesting take because we could see the other ones and he's talking on the phone. He's talking on the radio and it almost made it seem like it was um, like a daytime TV, like something that you're listening to on. And I think that that was why they put that in there, kind of make it a little bit lighter maybe because he's on the phone, like a talk show. And I know that was a huge thing, but at the same time, I'm like, Um, I think that the only reason it was kind of made like that was just to kind of lighten up the mood with the rest of the ideas that they were trying to show in the movie. And that was, uh, yeah.
2: I definitely feel you on that because I feel like it might've done something similar where like, because they're telling like flashbacks, they're not seeing as, oh, violence is happening to actual children or, you know, this is so explicit because they're kind of telling you a memory. And in this case, he's just telling us memories over the phone. Instead of it happening in real time. So, I guess it was like, oh, I guess we could let it slide. Because he definitely killed that girl after she took her draws off on 4th of July. She really took her draws off that house. Now, it, she needed need to come in his house because she was really all in her house. Pushing it way too far. He told your ass no. And you going to get in the bed and now you're murdered. That old lady, you deserve to get killed because that's a child. Um, So, whatever you got, you... Her death was real fucked up, though, because she was in the trunk, and the trunk was going under the water muck, so you can hear her, like, her poundings, it starts to get, like, muddled with the water, so it's like, like, it's going underwater like creep show. I was like, oh, well, sayonara, um, so, because that's what you get, uh, you shouldn't have been talking to no children, they should have locked your ass Bayfax. up. Big facts. Now you met a watery mm-hmm. grave, bitch.
3: Hands up. I... I like that in this story, you know, we get a lot of new stuff introduced. Like you see, I think there's like a some sort of redemption arc with like Norman, you know, potentially being a father or being mm-hmm. a father and then having to navigate that whole situation. I think it's very interesting that he suddenly, I think he's ended up in another inappropriate re- relationship. Because his new psychiatrist is pregnant and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Is this a psychiatrist or is this a psychiatrist? He just happens to know they got pregnant. I think it's the the, the I think it's one of the other. Same hospital. Um because I'm just like, okay, so once again you're in another inappropriate relationship. With someone who thinks they can help you. They might have a, you know, good intentions, but like, mm, red flag, red flag. For the the doctor, I'm not sure why you would allow yourself to be pregnant by your patient that you know has a history of violence like this and not ashamed of them for their abuse because that's different. But like the history of violence and and they're so working to unpack and work through, you know, the things that have happened, the horrific things that have happened to them. So that's one thing. And then you're like, you can, you're ready to be a parent? I'm like, I don't think so. I think Norman is telling you what they know. Please stop trying to force this fatherhood on me. I think Norman is wilding, especially telling everybody over the airwaves, like, you know, hey, I'm about to murder my girl and fuck this baby. I'm out. Like, it's going to be the murder life for me. And, you know, I think it's wild that we're spending this entire movie going through basically a late night television talk, like late night radio talk session. Just like, hey, we're just going to talk through this. I like the concept, but I'm also like, this very much feels like 1990. Like this feels like 1990, 1989. Like this this really feels like that. I'm not upset, but I'm just like, my help.
2: You know how I feel about movies between 1989 and 1994, so we're not even going to dive into that. But there are some few in there that I've been, but it's like the aesthetic of the film. It don't always mean the films are bad, but just how the haircut, the haircuts are always bad. Let's, let full stop. Them haircuts be ass. I don't know who be clipping the barbershop. Nah, them And I'm like, damn, was people really walking around with their hair like that? And the answer was yes. Yes, they did. They walked around with their hair like that. It's just that they really was zooming in with them camera effects and shit like that. I was like, oh, okay. Um also I think that this movie would have played better. Because it's radio, I think some of the dialogue should have hit a little bit better. They should have focused on the way things were said a little bit more. are focus on people talking the whole time. Even that first story, you zoomed in this motherfucking mouth. Y'all know I hate that don't zoom me into nobody's mouth except for Rocky World Picture Show that's okay but otherwise don't be zooming me into people's mouth and he's talking about how my mom said yeah you always kill me it wasn't even like a good deep dialogue yeah you'd always take a shot at me and you missed like that was a whack-ass story for somebody who killed their mama like not to say you gotta have a poem before you do some shit but also like if we're gonna focus on audio especially you zooming into their mouth and we don't see nothing else that's what the fuck you said
3: girl Okay. I think that everybody need their throats chopped. That's really how <laughs> I felt. Honestly, truly, I was getting a movie for and I was like, all right, I'm walking with you. I love that we're trying to keep this alive. I just really feel like, girl, not like this. Um, I do like the nostalgia of the radio show in the 90s. Um, yes, Just like Ambrose. that whole thing because I... Okay, because mm-hmm. I'm honestly tired of the radio machine giving us the same five songs over and over again. So I liked, even though there was a talk radio aspect, I was a fan of that. Um, um I agree with you. I did not see this movie during the time it came out in real time. However, I mean, it could have been playing, but, you know, I would be too young mm-hmm. to to realize mm-hmm. what all was going on. But I do think this was a lot for a television movie. I know the 90s, 80s, 90s transition was a wild time, but I was like, all right, I know we were getting movies that, you know, talked about incest and other things of that mm-hmm. nature. Like, that's not a new concept, but I thought that this was a wild, this was wild. I don't want to get too far ahead, but I also feel like, you know, this got a, like a 33 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 5.4 out, out of 10 on IMDb. And I truly feel like this movie was at least a six. It was not as terrible as the scores are giving it. Um Yeah, because the story was very straightforward. I just felt like even with it being like an hour and 30 something, it still felt a little long. But maybe it was just how the story was presented to me.
1: I think it stands alone pretty good too. Like if you'd never seen the other movies, it's its own, like there's little differences between, like some of the things was kind of skipped over from the second and third movies. And this itself is, it was kind of like they were trying to make a conclusion for Norman for those people who, you know, we keep coming back. Look at all the movies we keep coming back for, Ghost Faces and Halloween and shit. So they were like, well, let's give them a little bit more Norman, make it its own little, like, universe, because like, it, it does, it, it sticks to itself. But uh, again, the standout part is that Anthony Perkins is, does a great job in his. The mom is real dramatic, but, you know, she's real good and creepy to me. Like, she's scary to me, that's mommy dearest shit and those kind of women they were always scaring me so i think that they did really good and cch pounders in it i'm like <laughs> i'm like you know yeah give give a give one point at least for those three that's got to bring it up to a six
2: <laughs> yeah definitely definitely at least a six it was not that bad it just gave a little tv movie and it had that wash of the early 90s over it. But that wasn't that didn't make it bad. And the abuse was a little it was even for a TV. It was a lot for a regular ass movie. This could have been a movie in 2023. I still would have been like hmm. Ooh. This is a lot. And I, Maybe the point is for us to be uncomfortable to be in Norman's shoes. But girl, I want to take his shoes off. I don't want to be here no more. It's, I am stressed. And I completely understand why he went not have that baby. Now, I do want to just lean in on. I don't know if this was commentary, but the beginning with. the Radio show, y'all talking to Raymond lynette He didn't kill his mama. Why is his papa there? His papa is the one who got him out of jail. Raymond to kill his daughter and was like, "Yeah, my daughter's a world class bitch." I was like, Fran Ambrose, her face, her eyebrows literally shot up to the ceiling, and her jaw went to hell because she was like, "Uh, "Next caller." (laughs) She just
3: had to put a collar on. I was floored because I was like, okay. This I know. This is supposed to be an extreme. Like it gave like baby shock jock. Although she wasn't the shock jock, but like shock jock guest. But I was like, this is a topic. Why are you not surprised? Although I understand, I gotta you know once again, girl, this is not real people. But still, why are they not surprised that some wild boy shit was gonna come out of his mouth? Like the granddaddy is literally campaigning for the grandson. I mean, I knew something was gonna come out. I didn't expect him to be like the mama was a bitch. But I knew something wild was going to come out. I just, you know, couldn't believe it. Out of control.
2: Out of fucking control. But, you know, they go through the... It's a bunch of phone calls of memories. He killed a bitch on 4th of July. killed that older woman. He was killing people. And he didn't stop because he's in love. And y'all know I don't care that people are in love. But it is a major plot point because she loves him too. And it's his birthday, and they have a cake, and they have to go to. First of all, if you tell me to meet me at your dirty ass mama house, I'm not coming. Let's start here. Let's. I don't give a fuck. It's your birthday. You just got to be mad at me. Come meet me at the house. I'm not going to this dank ass fucking house that you killed a 50,
3: people in. I'm just not going. No, I. I think it's over. I do like that she that she was like trying to help him out, but I was just like, this is not it. Once again, inappropriate relationship.
1: Yes, she, she shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. And then the meeting up in places and come meet me here and pick up that, that all sounded like the beginning of a true crime fucking segment on Dateline or some shit. Come meet me over here where your husband is a, con- is a murderer. Yeah. You, why are you just walking into that? That doesn't, yeah, that's not smart. Maybe, Yeah. She's just ignoring all the, all the red flags. She's just burning them and tossing them over her shoulder and shit. And that that was all bad idea.
2: Very poor choices. Um, I just wanted everyone to know that they have they squeezed in as many little flashbacks from the first movie, like the blood going down the drain, the knife, the this. You see all those flashbacks because. At the end, when he called her ass over there, because again, the whole movie is just memories. He's like, come through here. And at first, he's pretty much going to kill her. And he's like, I'm just going to destroy my past. Which is a good wraparound kind of story for a character arc for him. That is a good story for him. Is it necessarily fun for us to watch as he walks around the house, bumping into his memories casually? Um... I mean, they're not very casual. They're a little aggressive when he bumps into his memories. But, uh, yeah, they have attitudes. But, I mean, I understand. But, you know, that final part, I feel like, and it's not his acting. It's just like, okay, well, we got memory after memory. Oh, it's the mom. Oh, it's the dad. Okay. We're falling down. We're in a fire. And he eventually comes out of that little basement thing. Thank goodness.
3: It reminded me of, like, a lot of... I don't know if it was on purpose, but it did call back to a lot of, like, old black and white films. Like, the drama of that. Like, going through the house. Like, it did feel like an old universal film, if we want to be quite honest. Like, oh, I'm getting my memories up out of here. All right, man, we love a new beginning. Like, this is it. We love... We're closing it up. We can... You can tell... If this wasn't, like, somebody going in, like, all right, this is the final movie. If that was not Mick Garris' idea when he was directing this film, okay. But this gave, like... This seems to be the last hurrah. Not only are we giving that just through the storyline and how we're delivering everything, I want to burn my house down. I want to get rid of all the past. I want to just start afresh and come up from the ashes like a phoenix because I am tired. I didn't say I was done killing people, but I am tired. (laughs) I'm trying to beat the allegations. And so when he falls, like the drama of falling over the edge of the weak ass, you know, balcony, oh, hits the ground. I'm like, God damn, it looks like a Universal Studios ride. Like the dummy just fell. Off, and this doesn't help, but it's also great to know that the house is a part of the back lots because this is a universal set. So I'm just kind of like, this is all you know, this is a thing. Um, and so you're falling to your doom. I think once again, this scene went on for a little too long. Like, I do like that we're like, oh, the drama of it. I love the drama. But I think it went on for a bit because we see we fallen from the first floor, baby. We fall from the second floor. We stumble, we get up. We get down. We're singing the songs. We're getting up. Gospel music. And then we emerge from the basement. I'm clearly on the fog machine. Um and I noticed that our suit is still not ablaze despite us being very close to all the flames. It's okay. But ultimately we get a redemption ish for for um Norman. I guess Norman's a family man now pray for everybody um yeah he decided
2: he's gonna have this baby now which i mean he doesn't really have a choice if the you know the baby's coming and i mean you should have wrapped it the fuck up like period um i do want to say that there are some parts of the abuse like the nudie magazine or the tickling in church like she tickled him he laughed and then she slapped his ass like
1: what the, what the fuck like, did I see that wrong? Is that what we saw on screen? It is. And I, I don't know what kind of abuse. Yeah, I don't know what kind of abuse you call that. It's like when you, you're trying to get a reaction and then he's having a fun time and then you abused him for that. It's it's something. And it, it's kind of like she would goad him into these situations just to punish him, you know? And yeah, I, I did. She was just, they wrote her real good. Like, <laughs> yeah
3: yeah and olivia Hussey did that hussy Hussey, hussy
1: i think it's hussy but Hussie. also i
2: hope it's hussy Huss- hope it's Hussey because you can't just be I calling like people hussy like, i can't just be saying her last name is hussy um although Hussie. it's Hussie. such a That's fun cool. last name yeah um <laughs> So, yeah, I for this movie, again, we said it's like a 6. Um, They're hating the Rotten Tomato scores, and IMDb is hating a little bit. Uh, Google users has it as an 86%. I don't think it's that high, but it is, you know, it makes me want to definitely watch Bates Motel, because I haven't seen that. And I was already interested, but now after watching these movies, I'm kind of definitely interested now. Norman, what the fuck was you doing? Let me see. Um... I need to know what else were you getting into because I know they about to gas it up and make it seem like he was killing somebody every three days, um, every four business days there was a new truck down here, but <laughs> whatever I'm trying to see that, um, and I want to know like not if there's another sequel, but if there were another auxiliary piece or movie or media to this. What would you like to see? Like, would it be a different show? Would it be, you know, the mom's life or anything like that? Like, what, what would you want to see? Would you want to know more about his dad? What 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 would you like to see, Alma?
1: Yeah, that's interesting because after seeing the fourth, like you mentioned, I want to, it made me interested to watch the show because I never watched it, but it did kind of put you in the mood for like, since it's a beginning, a television series, you know, and not in the past, but they brought the kid in. Let's see what happened to the kid. You know, they they brought it in. I didn't. I didn't write him. But like, what's he up to? Like, you know, is he well adjusted, you know, with mom and dad? Or maybe his mom and dad, they're they're retired somewhere. Or maybe they've passed on. I want to know what he's doing. Like, was it a concern that he shouldn't be born? You know?
3: I want to know more about the mom. I want to know about the mom-sister situation. I would like to see, yeah, I would like to know a bit about that um, and how that all played out, like how, because that's really the beginning. Like, I know we have four and, you know, we get like our childhood and memories and things that we can recant, you know, da da da, da. but like, I, I really want to know what's going on with the sisters. I don't really need like a youthful thing. I need to know like maybe young adult right before we made the decision, before we made it, maybe some highlights and some glimpses so we can get a, you know, just enough of their backstory so we can kind of understand why this all took place. But I want to know what all, how did we end up here? Because then that also gives us a bit of story about Norma and we can kind of see like what all was going on in their brain. Um, That's what I would want to see. I'm not really interested for real, for real in the day, de- eh, well, I might be interested in the day, de- I don't know, but um, but I definitely kind of want to explore that sister relationship, because you know, that always that also seems to virtual us and I, I think that's a it's a lot to unpack there. Especially because it, it keeps coming back.
2: Well, guys, you can let us know how you feel about any of the Psycho movies, the franchise, what you would like to see next at grltspod at gmail.com if you want to put on your blazer and your button up. You can also pull up on us on instagram twitter spill all the fun stuff at girl that's scary pretty much everywhere every thursday you know we in your ear holes like that now if you want a little bonus content a little something something you can pull up to us at www.patreon.com forward slash girl that's scary get bonus content you get to vote on some episodes all kinds we got discord some stuff in there some stuff in there you can always just rate us five stars with five star chicks if you like what you hearing. now we about to um pull our guest alma back up to the forefront to the platform so she could tell y'all where to find her and all her stuff okay go ahead I'm tell the people
1: <laughs> thank you um so I'm over at NightmareMoviePodcast.com um our podcast name is Nightmare on 5th but everything if you want to find us is NightmareMoviePodcast at gmail.com um over on Instagram and Twitter and I'm trying to add those other ones right now because I refuse to call Twitter anything else but I'm trying to add the other accounts for that stuff. So that's where you can find me. <laughs> okay,
3: okay. And I'm really happy that you got to stop by. I don't know about y'all, but y'all jealous because me and Alma hung out this year. And I y'all am jealous. And hang out <laughs> with us and I'm like jealous.
2: I'm I had a host, Great time. I
3: <laughs> no, you not Mr. Hose. You was there in spirit. We was taking <laughs> shots. It was all of us taking shots with Sheree. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> One day, we will all link up like the Megazord and get it together. Or we're going to link up yes. like Captain Planet, and we about to save the world. Uh, <gasps> because, listen, Earth. it's over. But wow. thank you, Alma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you Bye for having y'all. me.
2: Until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.